Welcome to the Field Parish Podcast. We're going to be joining him in an excerpt of a message entitled False Labor. It comes out of the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 58. Let's join him. Face between his leg, glory to God, and out of his travail came rain. Yeah. I know you ain't going to like me when I say this. Deliver me from people that want the manifestation of rain, but don't want to get in the birth position. Yeah. Glory to God. We want purpose, but we don't want to pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I believe that in this hour, if anything is going to manifest for you and I, glory to God, there has to be a, a conviction to travail. Travail is not pretty. I know we have our special TV evangelist, but prayer is not pretty. Bible says that he travails, and out of his travail comes rain. I believe that is important for you and I to get a position, and that position has to be a humbling position. That position has to be a teachable position. We got too many saints out of control. You can have all and be look be crazy. Yeah, we gotta reconcile that in this hour because the church, the world is looking at the church like she's a joke. Because we got all this anointing and all of this power, but we have no self control. We gotta get in the position to sacrifice. Oh, I know we don't like those words right there. Yeah, yeah, but, but to every birthing, there's a travail. Yeah. And there is a God who anoints that travail. Yeah. See, I believe some of your best prayers come out of a burden. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God gets on top of your head. He, he gets all down in, in, in your bones. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because there's something that he wants to bring out of heaven into the earth realm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I believe that the problem is we got too many people praying who have not surrendered. All right. You're not going to get this on TBN. This is fresh off the press tonight. I said, we got too many people that are praying but have not surrendered. And when you don't surrender in prayer, you pray your own personal and private agenda. The message switch over. You don't want to surrender. People who don't want to surrender are like Saul in 1 Samuel, uh, when he goes to God in prayer. Now remember, the prophet Samuel is off the scene. He's died. And the Bible said that Samuel is going to God in prayer. He's praying wholeheartedly, saying, God, please tell me if I'm going to win this fight. The Bible says specifically God gives him no answer. Hallelujah. God don't say a word to him. 
And when people cannot handle what they hear in prayer, they do like Saul do. He goes to the witch at Endor. See, people who don't like what they hear in prayer, they resort to witchcraft. They start imposing their will. Yeah, they start pushing their agenda. Glory to God. And the Bible said that when he goes to the witch at Endor, hallelujah, she is not without gifts. Yeah, glory to God. I know we ain't going to like this message on tonight because you can have gifts and still be a witch. You can be talented and still be a warlock. Glory to God. You can preach from Genesis to Revelation and still be working magic and oh, glory to God, mixing and mingling all of this stuff. Glory to God. And the Bible says she was so gifted that even in Samuel's death, she called him from the grave. A bad witch. So, so much so, Samuel said, Why are you disturbing my rest? I've already, glory to God, have paid my dues. Why are you conjuring me up? This is how you separate a rich from a real prophet. Samuel said, Even though you called me from the grave, God ain't changed his mind. He still ain't going to help you.
Second Peter 2 and 1 records that. Says something interesting. I want you to know this. There were false prophets among the people. Just as there were false teachers among you. This is important because when we talk about false. See, false is the adjective. False apostle. False teacher. That, that's what it said in a second. Peter, I'm not making this up two and one. So we know that there are false pastors. There are false evangelists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are false uh, uh, ushers. There, there are false uh, administrators. There are false parking lot attendants. False is false. And you can be in a position and be false. Have the title and be false. Can prophesy and be false. Hey, glory to God. Can witness John 3 and 16 and be false. Can lay hands on the sick and be false. I'm trying to help you tonight. Because God is going to take us to a, a, a level of prayer tonight where false can't go. Bible say that there were false apostles and false prophets there and the apostle Peter had to write this letter because he says I want you to be able to discern when you encounter a false prophet and a false apostle because if you don't you will be misled and you'll buy into something that cannot produce what you need in the end. Mm -hmm. See, false can only take you some of the way. But it can't take you all of the way. The Bible says that when you encounter false, it's important that you be able to discern and pinpoint exactly what it is. He's not cutting them the slack. He says their motives are off. Their operation is off because they use Jesus as a margin to be destructive. That when you encounter a false prophet or a false uh, uh, pastor, false evangelist, false whatever, their ultimate goal is to deceive and to lie. The Bible says in Revelation 13 and 13 says, the second beast that was there called fire down from heaven. And the Bible says that the people there were astounded. And they worshiped the beast. See, false don't mean that you don't have gifts. False don't mean that you can't preach. False don't mean that you are not churchy. Come on. False don't mean that you're not functioning or operating. False means that you have become so skillful that you can work what you work with or without God. That you can perform acts you're so skillful. Mm -hmm. 
you, you so anointed that, that you can work what you work to your own advantage. False people will start out talking about Jesus. But the more he enlarges himself, the more jealous they get. So much so that when we're crying out for God to come in the room, when he show up, we evict him. Because he's getting too much of the spotlight. We, we, we summon him. You know how we do it. We call into this place. And then when he comes here, and, you, and the, the, the spiritual scales fall off people's eyes. People hearing start getting better. They get nervous. Because they know, and you can remember this, that their practices are about to be exposed. I come to tell you tonight that the thing that God is going to give you tonight is a false detector. Yeah. 
concerned about his reputation. Amen. See, I believe, Mother, that when we labor, I believe that labor ought to speak well of who he is. I believe that we ought to be named among the saints. For the Bible said that we are encamped about with a great cloud of witnesses. Hallelujah, mother, they're cheering for us. They're standing from the balcony of heaven saying, you can make it. You can do it. Hallelujah, don't you give up. Glory to God. And so this particular scripture talks about the reputation of labor. That God don't want your labor to be in vain. That there will be no need to encourage them that your labor is not in vain if there was not a concern there. That the people that have given their life for Jesus Christ, those who have been martyred, who have become witnesses, suffering for the cause of Christ. And the Bible says he writes them this letter because he didn't want them to be discouraged. He didn't want them to not miss the opportunity to discern even when their labor is not what it should be. Some of us are having Braxton Hicks contractions. You think it's labor, but it really not. It's a false, my God, labor. And, and sometimes you can get on the doctor's nerve because you're in the hospital thinking something going to happen when it's really not. See, false labor uh, suggests that you can have all of the symptoms, but it's not time to push. It's not time to bring forth. It's not time to manifest anything. And so I come tonight after false labor. That you're not going to be wasting the doctor's time. Saying something is going on. When ain't nothing going on. No, no, no. We're not going to waste the doctor's time. Saying... Set up the machines. Get the place fixed up. Get the bed ready. Because I'm about to give birth to something. No, what you feel is absolutely nothing. Can you imagine people who are laboring but not getting absolutely nothing out of it? How do I know that scripture? Because he says that many will come to me in the last day or on that day saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I heal? Lord, Lord, didn't I preach a good revival? Lord, Lord, didn't I sing under the pews? Lord, Lord, didn't I work the works of him who called me while in his day? And he's going to say, false labor. There's going to be a strong beat from heaven saying you've wasted years of your life. I didn't come
neighbor may not be in faith. He says, not this time. He says, this time your labor is going to solidify that what you've been working on, God has smiled on it. What you put your hands to, God's going to breathe on it. Hallelujah. All he wants tonight is for you to give yourself fully to what he has called for you to do. Come on, stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to this message entitled False Labor. We pray that it was a blessing to you. For more information, please visit us online at www.feelparish.com. That's feel, P-H-I-L, parish, P-A-R-R-I-S-H dot com. We'll see you next time.